Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney. And Doug, I'm excited because today we have a very special guest on the show. Yeah, today we have on Wesley Snyder. Um, He's coming to talk all things Disney. We're just going to have a conversation. He has a blog about 365 days in a theme park. But uh, first, Wesley, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here. So, Wes, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Disney story? Give us some background. Uh, the first, I was seven years old, went with family, and I remember having a great trip, uh, but my dad, my dad was the one who absolutely loved Disney, and growing up, you know, anytime he had an excuse to go to the parks, uh, we lived in New York, so anytime he had an excuse to travel down to Florida, uh, he would bring us with him. And that carried on. And in high school, I went a couple times. College, I managed to make it four or five times. Anytime there was a group going anywhere toward Florida, I'd say, hey, let me join you. Now that I'm married, my wife and I have gone, I think, seven times in the last 10 years that we've been together. And uh, we, once a year, when we can, when we can afford it. And um, yeah, it's been a ever since I was a kid. Now we live in South Dakota, a lot further away from Disney. Uh, but yes. we still go when we can. And I really like your blog and Twitter and everything, all about 365. I think Doug and I, you and I can relate quite well that we would love to spend a whole year at the Disney parks and resorts and everything. So uh, tell us a little bit about that whole idea. Well, I think a lot of Disney fans have this idea of, you know, how great would it be to move to Florida, move to Orlando and just spend every day there. Um, I think what took it one step further for me was my wife and I – when she and I first got together, I said, hey, what about this crazy idea? And I thought she would just laugh at me and say, you're such a weird person. And she said, you know, if you can make it happen, let's do it. And I took that as a challenge, like, hey, let's do this. Let's actually make it happen. So we figured out a budget for what it would actually cost for a full year, you know, for housing, for car, for gas, for food, clothing, you know, every bill we could possibly think of. We actually planned it out. What would it cost? What would it take? And then realized we don't have that money sitting around in a bank account. Um, so at this point, it's still just a dream. We would love for it to happen, but it's more moved on to, you know, maybe someday we'll retire and spend a year there every single day for a year. Um, and in the meantime, I'm on Twitter. I'm at 365 days of Disney and I tweet 365 days a year, even though I'm not at the parks, I'm still in my heart at the parks. Um, and I blog occasionally, I'll blog, you know, every day for a week and then not for maybe a year or two, oops, and then I'll get back on it and I'll get back off. Um, and that blog is 365 days at disney.wordpress.com. 
right. Well, first question out of all that is all that math that you did. Numbers scare me a little bit. So what was the total that you came up with for a year? Oh, I, I, ballpark. I love math. Every time I go to Disney, I have like spreadsheets. Microsoft Excel is my best friend. Um, we figured out that to spend a year there living on peanut butter sandwiches for lunch and dinner uh, would cost somewhere around $42,000. Uh, if we spent money at the parks on food, that 42000 you know, jumped way up to like fifty-three dollars or $54,000, um, spending an extra 1000 a month on meals at Disney. But if we, if we yeah, brought a backpack each day, brought our own, you know, bottles to fill with water, brought our own sandwiches, it cut costs quite a bit, but it was still somewhere around 42,000. Now that's living offsite at an apartment, um, you know, 10 to 15 miles away. And um, actually the cheapest part of going to Disney for an entire year would be the actual ticket because you could get an annual pass. It would end up costing around $2 a day. That's, that's $2 a day. I mean, it almost sounds like you have to do it now. I mean, really. But, so that's but that'd not be hard because there's so many places. I'm thinking peanut butter sandwiches. There's so many great restaurants you would miss. Uh, so many great resorts you would ha- you know you don't stay at. So I think you got to times that by two or three just to get all the experiences for a year. And I'm assuming well, that math was done pre-children. It was pre-children. Um, actually, adding the kids in wouldn't be a huge difference uh, right now we have three girls a fourth one on the way um, staying in an apartment we just need an extra bedroom um, the tickets themselves the ticket is the cheapest thing for the entire year so you know add 1500 bucks onto it and you're good to go um, of course yeah then more food more mouths to feed mm-hmm. um, but yeah it would be uh, it'd be a really relaxed thing the original thought was you know if I rode it's a small world every single day for a year would I at the end of the year, absolutely love the ride and just sing it all the time? Or would I at some point just, you know, have a mental breakdown and hate it and never be able to go on it again? I don't, you, I don't think be, I could go a week. You, you'd be in the news getting off the boat and breaking animatronics or something. I, I think <laughs> that's what would happen. <laughs> now, would you be switching parks or is it just Magic Kingdom? Or is it 365, you could do some resort days, some Disney Springs? The, the original thought would be to spend at least two hours in a park every single day. Um, one of the four theme parks. As I thought more about it, you know, there might be days I'd spend time at Disney Springs, you know, maybe go to a resort and actually spend an entire day at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you know, have lunch at Chico's and then see the animals and then, you know, do one of the private tastings tours or something like that. Um, but the original dream was, yeah, at least two hours a day at a theme park. Very cool. We can all dream. We can all dream. Another dream right. that we have, Derek is to be taller for our listeners that are new to the show. Um, let's just say Derek and I are short. We're both short, quite short. Yeah. Um, you, Wesley, how tall are you? When I'm barefoot, about six foot 10. Uh, by mm-hmm. the time I get to Disney and I have my Mickey mouse ears on, I have to stand yeah, on Doug's shoulders to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're used to like, we get on an airplane. I think, the row, the distance between seats are designed for me at five foot five, so I can't even. I don't even want to hear what that's like for you. But how does being six foot ten affect touring the parks? Is there any rides like you can't do or you, anything like that? Well, I, I gotta start by saying I absolutely love 
being tall and being tall at the parks. I've never gotten lost in a crowd. Oh, um, at park opening, everybody starts, gosh. you know, congregating around the castle, and I can see over everyone. I can see which way yeah. I want to go. I can see where everybody is headed. Um, my wife. You don't have time, to line up two hours early for fireworks, do you? Nope. And I, I, you're the guy that I'm pretty sure you were in front of me a few years ago at few the times. Yeah, you just pop right I've, in front of us. I've, I've made a promise to never ever put my kids on my shoulders during Thank fireworks. No, but yeah, my wife and I were Love leaving that. Fantasmic once, and she was just, she was kind of flustered. She couldn't see where everybody was going. All she could see was the shoulders of the person in front of her. And I'm, you know, a foot and a couple inches taller than her, and I could just, yeah, see right over everything, and it was great. Um, the hard thing about Disney when you're tall is the doom buggies at Haunted Mansion, smack my knees, um, any boat ride. So it's a small world. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. If I sit in the center of the front row, I'm fine. But every other row, I either have to sit sideways or, you know, cross my legs in an awkward way. Um, roller coasters are hard. My daughters, my three girls are six, four, and two. And they always want me to ride it with them. And I always say yes, but it just kills me. I mean, I'm like squeezing into the ride. I don't even have to wear a seatbelt because there's no way I could fall out of that thing. I'm like squished in there. But that being said, Flight of Passage, I wrote that over the summer, and I heard other people who were tall saying they had a hard time with it, and I'm 6'10", and I fit no problem. So that worked out for me. That's good to know. Flight of Passage, that is the most unique ride vehicle ever, I would say, right? I mean, it's not it a boat, me giggle it's not thinking a chair. about it. Oh, dear. He, were, he, he giggled a lot when it vibrates his belly, and yeah, that, uh, that's a whole nother story. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine seeing where I was going at Disney. I remember when, um, I went, when my kids were little, I got really bright neon shoes so that the kids, like, if they lost me, they could find my feet. So you got a whole different thing you can work with is actually find you where I was like, kids just find my neon shoes cause they're obnoxious. My wife made fun of me, but it worked after fireworks and stuff, but yeah, I need, you know, I would need to be the tour guide with the flag on the pole to even attempt to reach 610. What about the the buses? Like, if you have to stand on the buses, is that, that's probably easy. You can reach the handrails. That's like a stretch for us, Derek. I I can rest my arm on the top of the handrails. Oh, my my, um, my kids love that. sitting in the... My kids love sitting in the back of the bus. They think it's the coolest place. And when I'm up there, I have a hard time. I can't stand up there. But on yeah, on most places on the bus, I have no problem. I fit in most overhead compartments, so I fly really cheap. He does. He uh yeah, you just get a big duffel and he just pack him in and he's good to go. Um, man, yeah, I really can't imagine being six ten and traveling. But uh, it sounds like the parks. It's a perk. Other than, you know, small world made even worse by not fitting. Yeah, going so, back to that 365 with you being so tall, yeah, I, I give it less than a week, you know. Four days and you're just having knee problems all of a sudden. You're done with that ride. Three, four weeks, he's on the news. <laughs> we'll see. Throwing we'll an see. animatronic. Man sues Disney for knee problems. <laughs> there you go. That's maybe that's the way Kid. to go. That's how you pay for it. So you travel often and you mentioned you have three little kids Let's talk about traveling with kids. We all have kids here. Derek has little kids, kind of the same ages as yours. 
minor touch older. I have a 12-year-old girl. If anybody wants her lately, they can have her. I'm just going to say that. I will gladly – anybody can take her. But uh, So just wait for that one, guys. But any advice? What's your big tips for traveling with younger children? Um, first, I'd say do it. Definitely do it. If you think your kids are ready for it, go for it. They might be too young to remember the trip. And when we first said we were going with our kids, people said that, why would you take a one and a half year old? They're not going to remember the trip. But my wife and I do. We remember mm-hmm. everything. We have all the pictures. We have videos. Um, it's for us and for the kid. Um, but if you think they can handle it, I would say definitely do that. Um, we learned about rider swap when we first took our kids there. So I would wait in line with my, let's see, she was three and a half at the time. I'd wait in line with my three and a half year old and she and I rode Seven Doors Mine Train because she's tall like dad. She fit on the ride. Um, and then when we were done, my wife would then ride it with her again using that rider swap pass. And it's something great. You know, she could stay with the baby and then I could trade off and she wouldn't have to wait in line a second time. And then my daughter ended up getting a second ride on each of the rides we went on. So that was a huge perk for us. And then the third thing I would say is definitely plan around your kid's schedule. Um, Know when they normally eat and try to do the same thing at Disney. Know when they normally take a nap or when they normally go to bed and try to do the same thing. Um, I think I've taken my kids three times and, you know, we've planned around them and we know how to make it work with them, but we don't keep them up until 11 o'clock every night to watch fireworks You know, at home, we normally eat lunch around 1130. So at Disney, we're not going to make a two o'clock reservation for lunch because I know that my kids wouldn't make it until two o'clock. We make an 11 o'clock, 1130 reservation and it works out fine because we're planning around their schedule. And um, when they're having a great time, we're having a great time. There you go. That, that's a good way to put it. When they're having a great time, we're having, yeah. Well, that's, I read, I read a lot of those on your blog to give that a shout out. You did, uh, uh, last year sometime. And I really like it cause I do have a, a trip without my wife coming up in a few weeks. And I keep having to remind myself it's for the kids, you know, working is around it, them. It, it will we'll it make there? it. Yeah. Well, I gotta think I'm not, there's a couple rides I know I'm not going to do. Thankfully, I got to do with you on a rope drop trip, yeah. so I know that I might be enduring It's a Small World, even though I don't want to, but both my kids want to. I have a video of my, she's four now, but my uh, my middle child when she was one and a half, first time on It's a Small World, and she has her mouth wide open and her eyes are wide open, and she's just pointing to different dolls, and she's clapping along, and she doesn't remember that trip, but that is one of my favorite videos of her, um, just because she was so excited to be on that ride. It was so much fun for her. Yeah, I think those are the traveling when they're really young. And so my kids, we go way too much. I'll just say it that way. And uh, our youngest is eight. And we were talking about over our Thanksgiving trip, we were talking about what we wanted to book for next 4th of July, dining wise. And I threw hoop de doo out there. And my wife basically went, because she was on stage the last time. And so she's like, it's never going to be as good. I'm not going to get picked to be on stage every time, guys. Right? So it's, we're done. We, we, you know, we don't want to jump the shark on that. So the kids, you know, they're like, yeah, mom was on stage. And then Claire, our youngest, is like, um, I don't remember that. Can we go to Hoopty Doo again? So needless to say, we have Hoopty Doo booked again. This time for her, before the memories, you know, were ours. But yeah, Claire would have been, oh, five. So she's like, yeah, I don't really remember that one. 
let's do that again. So we're starting to recycle um, things that we thought, well, we checked that box, checked that box, and now it's like, well, Claire doesn't remember that. Alden forgot about that. So now it's for the kids. I've got a hoop-de-doo story for you. Excellent. Um, we had an issue with our resort uh, a couple of years ago, and they ended up having to move us to a different room. But as a was way of saying... Was it because the bed wasn't long enough? <laughs> no, there was actually okay. water from the bathtub leaking through a wall so they had to move us to a room they gave us a night's credit and then they actually got us a table right at the front and hoop de doo review and my my kids were young i didn't think that they would remember it much but i knew that they would have a good time and my three and a half year old like remembered all the songs from it she was singing them for so long she was singing um they call the wind mariah absolutely loves that song because her name is raya and when she first Mm. heard it she thought they were singing about her course and so move on to our last trip and my my daughter is now you know she's five and a half at our last trip and we were at trail's end and as we were leaving hoop to do was just about to start and so all of the actors actresses are just outside ready to you know run through the door and start hooping and hollering and raya runs up to to them and says hey i saw you guys two years ago and i i love you guys and they all looked it over at her and they said oh do you have a favorite song and she just started singing you know, way out west they've got and they started singing along with my five and a half year old and i mean they were about to put on a show for a paying audience and instead we're outside singing along with my five and a half year old and it was just so cool to see that the is magic really cool. of disney that's yeah. right that is awesome i love me some hoopty doo we didn't get to eat dessert though because michelle was on stage that was that was the frustrating thing and uh, so i'm looking forward to having dessert this time because she says she's not getting picked. So it'll probably be me that ends up on stage, and then I really won't get to eat dessert. Let's jump into some armchair imagineering. All right? So we'll, we'll pick the Magic Kingdom. What attraction would you cut from the Magic Kingdom, and what would you replace it with? Uh, um, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But There's no wrong answers. My, my wife and I have gone on country bear jamboree a couple times and when i was a kid i thought it was kind of cool and kind of creepy now that i'm older i think it's just kind of hokey Mm. um i absolutely love disney but i just i don't get a good feeling when i'm in there it's just you know they sing songs so the audience doesn't know and the animatronics audio animatronics are just you know a bit dated a bit old so my thought was instead of taking it out disney's always trying Trying to repurpose things, save money, do everything they can um, to save a dollar. So what they could do is they could take out all of the seating in there, all of the rows of benches, and they could put in tables since it's connected to Pecos Bills. And then just like at Cosmic Rays, you can go see, you know, Sunny Eclipse. You, you could get your food at Pecos Bills and you could go sit in this theater and they could just have the Country Bear Jamboree on like a 25 minute loop. So as you're eating, you could see it, but you wouldn't be like sitting mm-hmm. there going, I just wasted 25 minutes with this. You'd say, hey, yeah. I'm eating tacos. I'm eating some great food and enjoying audio animatronics singing songs while I eat. Look at that. He's looking out for the company's bottom line as he's refurbing stuff. That's, that's what I'm here I for. Just, I just like to spend a billion dollars on a new attraction, and you just made Country Bears tolerable because ah, Sunny Eclipse might be the better show. Wow. It's a good idea. Bills, man. It's Pecos Bills. Great yeah. food. 
wow, that's a really good idea. I, yeah, there's people that would just think that's a travesty, and uh, I worry about those people as humans. They can they can still enjoy it. They just have to order food first. Yeah, or bring their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in and sit there, unless you have the Disney guards like making you have your food first. By an uncrustable. Thoughts on that? You have no thoughts on that? There, I haven't. I haven't. Opinion on country bears? I haven't. I haven't been at country bears in probably fifteen. It's always the thing that I skip. But I do know that my kids and I, in a few weeks, are gonna. That's on our must-do list because it's been so long since I've seen that show. That should never be on a must-do list, but it should be on your "How about we do it" list. Um, it's a mu- it's I have must-do's on things that I haven't done in a long time. Uh, You're throwing the word must-do around way more than Stacy, so I don't know. What else is on this must-do list that we need to be aware of so that Wes and I can make fun of it? I've never been on the you Astro Orbiter. Stitch. No, Stitch is done. It's gone. No, they announced today it's going to reopen, Derek. I didn't see that. Are you messing There's... with me? They heard you were coming. Oh man! Like, nope, still Derek not doing needs it. Needs to go on Stitch. It's oh yeah. So Astro Orbiter. Yep. That's there's a lot of G forces up there. Strap in tight, sir. We'll do. Um, can you fit on Astro Orbiter, Wes? I cannot. I was gonna um, say that one is awkward. I, I actually thought about the spinners. The spinners are not my favorite thing. But I understand having a spinner in Adventureland because it's the only really, truly kid-friendly ride there. Mm-hmm. I understand it in Tomorrowland for the same reason. And, you know, I I thought, you know, I would like to get rid of Aladdin and put something really cool there. But it's just, there's not a lot of space. Mm-hmm. And, hey, kids love it, so why yeah. not? Plus, when you're on it, if you put your magic carpet all the way up to the top and you have an iPhone and you put it on panoramic... You can take a picture as it slowly goes around in a circle, and you can get an amazing panoramic of Adventureland. Now that is a pro that's tip a great right thing. There. I like. That's I'm a, gonna try that. Yeah. Hashtag pro tip. I look forward to seeing that picture, Derek, in a couple weeks. That's a that's a must do. Okay, must do. Country bears is an insult to the phrase must do. It's a. Uh, we I know, did it's it. Maybe not three one that years I really ago. want to do, but it's because you know my kids are six and. Four, uh, and so we definitely want to do it again. Or I, they've do never it. done it. Do it in the name of research. Research. Derek. There we go. So I can the talk name. about it. Fa- so that I can have a better opinion when we're talking about gutting it or uh, re- revamping it. I like the revamp idea though. While you're there, imagine eating a nacho surprise. Oh, I've been to Pecos Bills and multiple times. I do like that. So that's a good maybe idea. Maybe try just carrying your food in and say, like, I'm testing something for the Imagineers, ma'am. Let's, you know, get your, like, fajitas. Do you and... see my rope drop radio shirt? I'm official. That does nothing, but you can try. You've, you've got to wear a pin that says, I'm tweeting WDW today. That's right. you got to find the button. Mm-hmm. Then, wear then it. In. I okay. may have four or five of those. Do you, do you have any other uh, of these marvelous ideas for any of the other parks that just right off the top of your head? Oh, plenty. Um, I would love, this is not a park, but I would love to open a new resort on Bay Lake. It would be just north of Bay Lake Tower. Um, it would be on the monorail. You'd make the monorail go to it, and I wanted to have like an adventure-themed park. 
So mm. kind of like the 1920s, 30s, you know, going out to South America or Africa, discovering new places. Um, you bring in Joe Rohde, have him design the actual hotel, but you'd have, you know, eateries where it's like flame tree barbecue meets, you know, meets Bangle barbecue. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd have everything like that. You'd have water sports on the lake. You'd have a private entrance that goes from your resort to um, to Magic Kingdom back where... Yeah, right um, on the edge of Magic Kingdom there then. Exactly. You'd have a lot of money making because you've got rooms that face the park. Mm-hmm. You have a new view of the park that no one's seen before. There, but there yeah, you that's are actually, looking um, out for the bottom line again. That's impressive. You're not hey, just building I'm, stuff for you. You're if, building if stuff I'm ever, for the... Shareholders. If I'm ever going to be an Imagineer, I've got to always talk about how to save money. So I got to start now. I like that. That's a that's a really good idea. That that is, and the Star Wars Resort that's next the, on the list. Uh, I'm trying to remember Disney Springs. Is it the Adventurers Club? Is that what it was called? I did I did that a lot about ten years ago. So they need to bring that back. It, it would be like a giant version of the Adventurers Club. You know, but in a hotel form. So you go in there, you've got, you know, drums playing. You've got different people sitting at the bar telling stories about, mm-hmm. you know, travels to different places. Kind of like Jock Lindsay's hangar. You know, hangar. Yep. You know, that could be a part of this resort. Well, and they could have an I mean, Indiana yeah, Jones thing with it, too, now that they own Lucasfilm. There you go. Yes, you guys are on to something there. So with talking about these different bars and clubs, when you travel with your kids, are you able to make it to any of those? Um, I haven't recently, um, but actually, I guess two trips ago, um, I sent my wife and kids on, on the uh, boat ride in Mexico, um, and I went over to La Cava de Tequila and hung out for you know, half an hour by myself. It's a good call. And, Wait a minute, that boat ride um, isn't that long. <laughs> they they did it they did it three times. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they, like they kept it. going around in loops while while Dad was drinking tequila. Um, I happened to connect on Twitter with the owner, and you know he and I went back and forth quite a bit a couple of years ago. So I have a glass behind the bar with my name on it. Ooh. Whoa! And so if I, I tweet them and let them, I'm coming, they'll get the glass out, so clean it out. And next time we're there, we're drinking with you. Then I don't I'm have try a glass. And get the glass. <laughs> You, maybe it's kind of like finding a hidden Mickey. You got to find his glass behind the bar, Derek. Just take your kids with you; they'll love it. They'll think it's great. They actually, times. they have great chips and salsa. They They've got do. some queso blanco. That, I like the queso. And... Yeah. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. <sighs> yeah. Now that there's a margarita stand outside, I don't know. My wife, she really likes her margaritas, but she doesn't like waiting for her margaritas. So, the stand worked out well for her this last time. But we'll see what the future holds. So, any other Imagineering either of you guys have thoughts on lately? Derek, Wes? I'm going to make a whole list upon my return. <laughs> I, have, I have like dozens of them that I could come up with. But um, one more, I think they need a world-themed hotel resort at Epcot. Where, you know, above each of the buildings, you'd have a couple private residences. They would cost mm. a huge amount of money. But you could go there and you could stay in a French style resort. You could stay in, you know, an Italian villa. You could stay in an American 300 square foot New York City apartment. I don't know. Um, but you could actually stay at Epcot at the resort with a hotel that's 
it's kind of themed to each of the countries as you go around. That's pretty cool. That's another oh, thought. Yeah. I just want to see another thought. country. That's that's my big goal. Yeah, if you There's could rumors. pick a country, what would you pick? Not what the rumors are saying, but what would you want, both of you? Oh, that's a uh, because all the rumors are like Spain. It's a loaded Russia. question. I know. I, know. I, I love our Antarctica idea, just walking through air conditioning and ice. That's really what I would vote for. I would love to see Switzerland and bring the Matterhorn to uh, Epcot. I used to live in Zimbabwe, Africa. And every time I go through Epcot and see the African outpost, I just wish that there was something more than just Coca-Cola and a, a guy carving some masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if they could pick Tanzania or Zimbabwe or South Africa and just have, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro there, have some animal experience, you know, even if it was just a petting zoo to get kids in there and have a little bit of culture, you know, I know right now Africa is all inside of Animal Kingdom but I wish that they could bring part of that back to Epcot and have a little bit more than that's already there. Well, especially because um, that land right there is one of the biggest mm-hmm. lots. And so they could do they could do multiple attractions and, and do something really cool. I think just a big advertisement for the Animal Kingdom would work, too. Like, you know, basically. Uh, not just, a zoo. Yeah, they could advertise they're not a zoo as you go on past there. But they do have good Diet Coke, as we found uh, out. Yes, that's where Doug had to get side. it. I failed at getting my caffeine. So that's another brilliant idea, I would say. So are we ready for the lightning round? I think so. All right. Wes, are you ready for the lightning round? I'm always ready. Okay. So this is basically a quick answer of your favorite Disney or Pixar, whatever under the umbrella of the Disney entertainment conglomerate you want to go. A quick answer, likely that Derek and I will have follow-up harassment or questions, you know, if you don't get the question right. Sounds good. No, I'm joking. It's all your favorites. They're all right. (laughs) All right. What is your favorite Disney, Pixar, whatever movie? Uh, Currently, I would say Coco. Going back to when I was a kid, I would say Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. Okay, so we went with three. All right, that's going to be the theme. We'll get multiple. I like the current, though. You did like Coco. Did you like the soundtrack on Coco or the whole movie, every little bit of it? I think the whole idea of it is pretty neat. Um, I love that it specifically goes to a certain culture that has not been in a lot of movies. You know, it's the top grossing film in Mexico ever, and that's just incredible to think um it was released in china and it has made more money in china than all other pixar films combined you know it just really tells you that it speaks to people on a different level um the music in it is fun um but i just i think the story of it the visuals is just it's really incredible yeah okay see lightning this is going super quick so far all right favorite disney character i would definitely go with goofy He's tall, he's odd, he's strange, but he's likable and lovable. And deep down inside, I think that's how I think of myself. I'm a little goofy. That's nice. That's a good enough. He's, mm-hmm. he's doing the follow-up work for us, Derek. Yeah, there's best, no best, best, best guest around. ever. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to all the other guests who just heard that. All right, favorite Disney park? Magic Kingdom. Have to start there, have to end there. And he wants to spend 365 days there. On It's a Small World. All right. Favorite Disney resort? That's a harder one. But I think I would go with Fort Wilderness. 
They have um, cabins that hold six people, which is great for a family. Um, it feels so relaxed when I go there, even though you're still at a resort, you're still close to the parks. It just has this feeling of being relaxed. You've got shows there. You've got hoop de doo You've got Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. You've got Trails End, um, horseback riding. You've got carriage rides. There's just so much to do there. It's all-encompassing. Have you gone out, like, one of the holiday seasons to see all the lights and everything on all the campers. I've gone holiday season on YouTube. Okay. But I haven't yeah, actually. Almost the same. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. much. <laughs> so awesome. All right. This is an important one. Favorite Disney snack. I think the popcorn at Main Street USA is the best Disney snack there is. You know, there's so many good things to choose from, but my wife and I always get a tub as we leave. We don't eat it in the park. We get it on the way out so that we have something to eat while we're on the bus or the ferry or the monorail. Smart. And then we always get the tub that we can refill for the rest of the trip. You don't get so it you... right before Happily Ever After and then you can eat while watching it? No, the crunching is just too much. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Favorite Disney table service restaurant? In the parks, I would say Tusker House. I love buffets. I love the characters. I love the food. And out of the parks, I would say Trails End because I love buffets. And it's a really reasonably priced one for what you're getting. All right. Favorite quick service restaurant? Quick service, I would go with uh, Pecos Bills just because they have... A lot of good food. Um, They have the toppings bar, which, you know, I could just fill up a plate with toppings and eat that with a spoon. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a secret nachos that you can order at certain times of the day uh, that I have always wanted to try. Never done it, but for 90 bucks, you get this gigantic plate of nachos. Everybody gets a drink. You know, they come out and watch you eat it. Sounds best part. Let's do it. Watch you eat it. Next time, we're we're doing it. Yep, we'll all together. Go. After we all get right. your tequila glass. Yeah. Um, all right. Favorite classic attraction, and you define classic however you feel fit. Pirates of the Caribbean, hands down. That's the winner. How do you feel about the changes coming this spring? I see the reason for taking out the redhead and not having her as a wench that you can buy. But at the same time, I feel like pirates were not great people. I mean, we've romanticized them now, but really pirates came and they killed people and they took over villages and they robbed you and they left, you know, so to try to make it more friendly and happy, I understand that because it's Disney, but I was perfectly happy with her there. I think it'll be great how they redo it, but I was perfectly happy with her there. A very similar opinion. They're they're gonna make a whole new trilogy with a redhead female lead pirate, and then they're gonna redo that whole ride again. Women's empowerment. There you go. My girls uh, would love it. Yeah, I. Uh, I have a redheaded girl, so yep. My girls will still be like, oh, we have to go on this again. They won't. They're like, where's it's not a roller coaster. They're getting to that stage. It's loads of fun. Um. All right. Favorite modern attraction. Flight of Passage, definitely. It has a great line. I mean, like, the first time I wrote it, I waited an hour and a half to write it at, you know, midnight. And 
just the queue for the ride was incredible, walking through caves and seeing waterfalls and going through a research facility. But the actual ride, you know, for people that haven't seen it, I don't want to give too much away, but just the ride itself is incredible. It's, I mean, it's Disney at its best. You make me regret getting a fast pass. You know, you know, the times I've gone it without a fast pass, we've rope dropped it and we skip all the good stuff then too. So I have yet to see the actual queue. So that's that's on the agenda. I'm that's a must do, Derek. All for right. Me. Stand in a yeah. line. This summer they had it open to resort guests up until I think like one in the morning or two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I would put the girls to bed. And then she would stay at our resort, and then I would go back out to the park from, like, you know, 10 p.m. until 2 in the morning by myself. She gave me permission to go out and do all this stuff. And, um, yeah, seeing, like, these plants that glow on either side of the pathway and just, like, seeing the night sky with the, you know, phosphorescence was really cool. Your least favorite Disney park? It's hard to say. I love all my children. Uh, Right now, I would say the studios is my least favorite just because there's not a lot to do there in terms of rides um i have kids so we do the disney junior live on stage we do beating the beast stage show we do little mermaid i mean like we can spend an entire day there um but in terms of actual like fast-paced attractions there's not a lot um i think it's going to be better i mean obviously it's going to be better when toy story land opens when uh, star wars land opens but at this point i love all four of them but I think I like the other three better. Now, last but not least on the lightning round, a Disney bucket list item or two or three. Let's see. I'm going to think of a couple that are really like far out there and then some that are more realistic. Um, staying in the castle suite would be the most awesome mm-hmm. thing. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've talked to so many Disney employees who have never even seen it, you know, so they, a lot of them have the same bucket idea. Uh, the closest I've been, I got to the elevator that takes you up to the suite Ooh. during um, during one of the tours. You know, going through the underground through the utilidors. I got to I got to look at the elevator that takes you to the suite. Um, but realistically, which is still maybe not that realistic, I would love to visit all the Disney parks. Um, my wife went to Disneyland and Hong Kong. And I wasn't with her because I was on a tour of the Great Wall of China that same time. I've been to Disneyland Paris, California, Florida, but I would love to go to Tokyo, to Shanghai, um, to Hong Kong, be able to see all the parks. I like it. I think we approve of your mm-hmm. bucket list. Yeah, yep. I like it. We're we're right there with you. So that concludes the lightning round. Congratulations. I mean, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the Rope Drop Radio and uh, hanging out with us. And be sure to uh, follow you on Twitter. Do you want to give your Twitter handle? Sure. Twitter is 365 Days of Disney. And my blog, which I'm going to try to update more, is 365daysatdisney.wordpress.com. I think that's a good question for today, uh, for this week's episode. If you were to spend 365 days, what would you do the most? What do you think? Excellent question. Question of the week, right? Question there. of the what week. What would you do the most? Small world for sure. Small world. Small every day. Um, every I, day. I would love to start my day with like a nice coaster, like Expedition Everest. Just to get one. the blood flowing. Yep, get it going. That's better than coffee. You got that Yeti at the end, even though he's on B mode. It's 
it's a good way to start the day. That is. That is. My, my wife and I ran the marathon five years ago, and going through Animal Kingdom was somewhere around mile 13 or 14. And so there's people that are halfway done, and they would run off the path, they'd ride Expedition Everest, and then they would get off the roller coaster and then keep running. And I just, I didn't do that. I wanted to keep running and I was worried about getting sick while trying a marathon. I have never heard of that, but now I have yeah. a new goal. Thing, doesn't it? You're a marathon. Yeah. I saw a lot of people this last uh, weekend with the marathon getting their margaritas in Mexico as they were, you know, finishing up that last mile. They're finishing with a margarita in their hand. That's not a bad way to go. No. I'm sure that loosens muscles or prevents some sort of injury, right? Those guys are in a lot better shape than I am. It's a Disney margarita, so of course it does. Yeah, it's magical. Well, thank you again for being on the show. Hopefully we have you back on sometime down the road because I know you're also a DVC member, and I know we'd love to talk more about your experiences with uh, the Disney Vacation Club. I would be happy to be back sometime. All right, and if you're thinking about taking a magical Disney vacation, we highly recommend the sponsor of the show. That's Michelle McKnight. She is the Rope Drop Queen. You can find her email directly in the show notes. But that is all the time that we have for Doug McKnight. I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.